What's up guys? Welcome to Indian Markets with KR, a podcast where I talk about how the Indian indices are moving and how they might move in the future. I also talk about a few stocks and my trades. So, uh glad to see you here and let's get started. Before we get started in this episode, I just want to mention a few things. Uh the very first thing is that I have decided to almost entirely limit my use of personal social media uh, accounts so what that means for you guys is that hopefully i'll now have the time to uh, post a lot lot more on my uh, indian markets with kr instagram and uh, that's something that i wasn't able to do since a few weeks now and i i really uh, felt you know kind of guilty for that because i always end up self promoting it here and i i don't really post a lot so uh that is hopefully going to change now and uh i i still have a bunch of uh, you know topics that a lot of you had suggested and uh, that that's what i'm going to start working towards right now uh what that also means is that hopefully this podcast will be published earlier because uh you know the time that i normally spent uh doing tp on uh, you know instagram and and other other social networks will hopefully be spent uh you know recording and analyzing uh stuff for this podcast so uh that was one thing the other thing is that a lot of the stocks that i talk about here um you know i i obviously end up cross referencing and it, there's basically a delay that happens if if you want sort of you know almost instant uh analysis and uh, in, you know views and all those things on uh, a few stocks then twitter is the place and it's not just me who posts all that i i actually have uh i actually follow two people who may, well i follow more than two people but two people uh two accounts which i feel are doing an incredible job uh both of them i know personally the the first one is obviously my father uh if you remember you've heard him on uh some of the previous episodes back when i actually had a proper q and a segment if you're wondering that it will come back it's just that i'm thinking about how to structure it now uh because he has his own podcast so anyway you know uh before i digress a lot at u m e s h r i n d a n i o m e s h r i n d a n i is his uh you know insta handle and uh, not insta handle twitter handle what am i even saying so if you follow him on twitter you're going to look at basically every single one of his trades his watch list his days trades his days outcomes it's basically every single thing that one would expect from uh, you know someone like me who runs a podcast but since i end up you know delaying all of that it's it's actually a great place to uh, look at all of the trades because you know we we trade we trade pretty much in the same room so it's like uh whatever i do is similar to what he's done uh, so uh you know it's it's easier for you guys to follow him at omesh randani again so uh check him out on twitter the the other person that i'm talking about here is someone who's uh also been listening to this podcast since pretty much the first episode and that's anosh modi he he started out you know just just pretty much as someone who did not know a lot uh, i don't know how much he knew because uh, from from what i understood he did not really know a lot about how to analyze all of this and 
then now he's actually started his own twitter account which is crazy and he posts so frequently uh it's it's amazing like you know it's 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 crazy how often and frequently he posts chart analyses and all those things so his twitter handle is at anosh a n o s h m o d y and i feel i believe there is another y like there are two y's but i'm not really sure so you you should probably just search a n o s h m o d y and his name will pop up so those two people i really just want to recommend them real quick because uh, i know that i don't really post a lot of chart analysis and i don't i don't really uh, share my watch list and everything a lot and that's not because i don't want to share it that's purely because uh, it just sort of slips out of my mind because you know this podcast isn't really the only thing that i do so it becomes a bit you know challenging for me to uh, do all of those things and manage my social media in fact i'm trying to uh, sort of give you guys as much as i can on my twitter and uh, you know news and all those things like the daily price um, update that i have right now so all of that is coming but for now i just want to recommend these accounts real quick because uh, you know i i feel uh, they're doing something amazing something great something super valuable and uh, you know more people really should know about them uh, another thing real quick if you are listening to this on regular speed please listen to it on 2x it's going to change your experiences damn it's damn nice i listen to every single thing right from youtube videos to podcasts on 2x and it's it's been crazy because you end up saving a lot of time and um i know that i naturally talk a bit slower so uh it makes it sound normal so anyway with that uh, out of the way now we'll jump on to the general theme of the market compared to what we've been seeing since the past two weeks almost looks like things seemed a bit better today they were more decisive and a bit more volatile and i mean volatile in a very positive way because uh in the past two weeks i i believe i've felt like sleeping at least five times uh you know on at least five days so that is not something that i felt today it was you know i was on the edge pretty much all of the time because uh the price movements were happening well for the most part for both the indices and my watch list so that's a great thing i feel um i'll, I'll obviously come more i'll talk more about the decisiveness and indecisiveness part in the nifty analysis uh but i just wanted to share it here and yeah i mean that that's mainly it for my general theme not a lot to talk about just that things did seem a bit better compared to what we saw previously and uh, also do do make sure that you tune into my trades because uh, i i ended up taking a pretty big hit today so you know and i i did something different uh, intentionally taking a big hit so you know if if you want to know more about why i did that then you should definitely uh, you know tune in and listen to and understand why uh, i did that so yeah you know let's get started with nifty's analysis now closing finally above that 11900 mark at 11940 plus you know up 55.6 points plus 55.6 points nifty finally showed that it is not in the mood to back down uh 24 advances 26 declines which you know it's it's still very evenly matched but uh you know as we discussed earlier yesterday that it is unwilling to go below 11800 which shows crazy amounts of supports and that is a positive thing and uh, you know that is what we saw today 
So in terms of, you know, the general movements, uh, if you actually look at the intraday chart, and what I mean here is if you look at the 10-minute chart, you will notice that there were big moves today either way. So, you know, on the plus side and on the downside, which does show that there is there is still some amount of indecisiveness there. You know, it was not completely sure whether it wants to continue climbing or if it wants to go down further. So, you know, that is something that we saw today happening. But, you know, overall, since it posed, uh, uh, since it closed positive, since it closed above that 11,900 level, uh, it's definitely a positive thing because it shows that the market sentiment is for the most part quite positive now <clears throat> it opened above the 8ma on the daily chart so uh, you know that that basically tells me that it is not you know willing to go too bearish and you know the resistances are there but it but it is looking more towards the positive and the bullish side of the market which is obviously a very good thing and uh, you know it's it's quite possibly something which might, uh, you know, help sort of pave the path for uh, this coming week. Again, this is just, you know, based on two candles of the week. This is not based on uh, a huge chunk. So it might just go the other way. There's really nothing stopping it. But by the way, by the looks of things, it, it does look quite positive. Uh, what also looks good is that if you look at the weekly chart and you know I, I generally don't do a lot of weekly analysis when I talk about long term stuff but if you do look at the weekly chart you will notice that it's been following the trend line very well in fact 20th September's massive massive sprint was perfectly in line with that trend line so if you look at that trend line you will see that uh, nifty is on its way to making uh, towards making a new swing high and that swing high could possibly and potentially be between the range of 12,150 to 12,350. And, <clears throat> uh, you know, that is approximately the range that I'm eyeing right now. And before it actually, you know, starts making a proper retracement. In the past, we have seen partial retracements happening. And then, uh, you know, a swing high attempt being, uh, a, a swing high breach being attempted. So we've seen that happening in the past, but for a proper retracement to happen, I believe those levels need to be hit first. And from there, we could see a retracement down to those 11,400, 500 levels, possibly even lower. And again, this is in the coming months. This is not in the coming days or in the coming weeks. This is in the coming months. So I generally don't talk about, you know, more longer term stuff here, but I just wanted to mention it. Uh, because, you know, this is something that I was analyzing and I felt that I should just share it. So that is pretty much it for Nifty's analysis. Now we'll jump on into the top gainers for the day. Leading the pack is Infratel. It was up quite a bit. It was actually up 10.47%, closing at 250. If you remember, uh, 250, 255 is a level that I previously mentioned as a major resistance zone so it was my you know quote-unquote target for infratel and that target has been hit but you know by the looks of it while it is at a resistance zone if the momentum allows if the crazy strong euphoric news allows then uh, you know it might just breach the, this 250 level 
the next resistance obviously is going to be at 259 which was the day's high from there to 269 is the next level because that is where uh, you know it'll start to face some tough resistance from the 200 moving average but that is where infratel is placed again if you want to get into it tough luck the move has already gone long back i believe the move was at like 220 215 or so if i recall so yeah that, that's where infratel is at closing at 250 the next gainer for the day bharti airtel again uh you know bharti airtel infratel so those those are like twins and bharti airtel was a day's gainer 7.37 percent up yes 7.37 percent up is this the third day it's gained like crazy so it's it's ridiculous and it closed at 439.35 now it's it's probably just riding that that crazy euphoria wave and it's it's you know it's almost shaping up to be like uh yes bank where it just fell to a pretty terrible level there was a lot of negative news around it and from that it just sort of jumped up and that's what we're seeing with bharti airtel and it's not just airtel we we saw a hundred percent increase over a you know period of three days for vodafone idea also so it's just telecom in general and that's what we're seeing for the day's gainers now coming to the day's losers we've got z limited leading the pack 2.82 percent down closing at 285.85 and looks like the previous spinning top candle was respected well and that's that's a good thing because you know it shows that there is there was some amount of signal uh that was given to us it's respecting the technicals well at the same time uh you know clear resistance was uh there from those levels now when i'm actually looking at the chart i can see that it has support at lower levels and that's something that was there earlier in november also so if it breaches that and if it breaches the 20 ma line where it's uh where it's low was today at approximately 282 then you know it might not stop till it hits that 270 275 level so that's what we're seeing with z limited the next loser for the day is yes bank it is down 2.58 percent closing at 64.15 and you know uh, since yes bank is also in the bank in bank nifty's uh, loser list I'll, I'll cover the technicals in bank nifty but i'll just talk about the intraday movements here because boy were they something if you look at the intraday candles if you look at the 10 minute chart if you look at the 15 minute chart it is just crazy shit because the way it moved uh you know in the second half of the day is, is something which which I believe the last time we saw such crazy movements was back when it took a massive jump. And it it was really very interesting to see because I remember since I am holding Yes Bank or since I was holding Yes Bank, I believe I still am. So yeah, since, I, since I'm holding Yes Bank, um, you know, I was looking, I was keeping an eye on it because my, uh, the level that I previously mentioned was 63 to 65 is where it should ideally take support and you know i was actually looking at it it was it was i believe it was like at 63 or something then i was looking at another stock and then it suddenly showed up at 66 so i was like holy shit what's happening so it was just that ridiculous so yeah yes bank top loser uh second top loser for nifty we'll move to bank nifty now 
the overall moves and the overall reading for Bank Nifty is quite similar to Nifty. I mean, obviously, the general moves are going to be different. Uh, Bank Nifty was up 244 points, uh, closing at 31,236, reclaiming that 31,000 level, thankfully. And But, you know, the general intraday moves were very similar in the way that uh, we saw big moves happening both, you know, up and down. So that, that sort of general air of indecisiveness was probably still there. But, you know, overall, it, it did not look too bad. And uh, it had nine advances, three declines, similar to what we saw yesterday, but obviously with a much, much better result. Uh, where it's at on the daily chart and where it's at on the weekly chart, it's very similar to Nifty. Um, you know, it's it's just above the previous swing high. It's respecting that 8MA line very, very well. And it is on its way to face resistance from the previous swing high, which is, uh, you know, close to where it made an all-time high. Uh, it is also facing some resistance from uh, previous gap at approximately 11, uh, 31,340, 350. If it does fill in that gap, 31,500 is where uh, it would then be. And, yeah, I mean, overall, very similar to what we've seen with, uh, uh, you know, Nifty. Now, Anush, the, the guy that I gave a shout-out to in the in earlier in this episode, had actually shared a, an image with me, uh, which showed FI and MF interest sector-wise, and that showed that banks are actually the most top-preferred and, uh, you know, the industry slash sector where these institutions have the most exposure. So that, that's pretty crazy, according to me, especially when we... Uh, consider just how NPA riddled and problem riddled uh, the banking sector seems. So I, I, that that sounded interesting. So I thought I'd just mention it here. And yeah, I mean, when when we talk about that longer trend, as I did with Nifty, we're looking at probably thirty three thousand levels or something. But again, that is not in the coming days. That is in the coming weeks, coming months. So uh, I'm just making that very clear right here. So with that, we're, we are moving to uh, Bank Nifty's gainers and losers. Axis Bank leading the pack up 3.44%, closing at 747.80. Uh, looks like it broke past the 200MA and the 8MA resistances. And a very, very strong and decisive move from Axis Bank. I was looking at news because a move this big has to have some news behind it, but uh, you know, they, 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 I did not find any news for some reason. All of the news was, you know, gen, general old news. So uh, nothing really to talk about there. And, you know, then I was actually further analyzing the chart because there has to be some explanation, right? The chart always gives us signals. And then I realized that this was actually at a previous support zone. It was at that support zone on 14 November. So 13 November, it got support. 14 November, it got support. 15 November was a doji, which might have been a questionable thing. But after that, 18 November was a positive thing. And then it just shot up. So that support zone was probably one of the reasons uh, for Axis Bank doing so well today. The next gainer for the day is Bank of Baroda. And, uh, you know, it's at 99, up 3.23%. I was very curious, I was very hopeful uh, for seeing a high above 100, but unfortunately that is not the case. The high for the day was 99.55, damn close to 100, but not quite. Um, 
Uh, I, I didn't even bother checking news for this because that support zone, that candle uh, chart, candle you know pattern is so so clean that you really don't need to see whether there was news or not. So that that is where Bank of Baroda stands. And now coming to Bank Nifty's top gainers or not top gainers, top losers. What am I even saying? Was Yes Bank. Uh, yes Bank. I mentioned uh, in Nifty's analysis also down 2.58%, closing at 64.15. And where it's placed on the daily chart, you know, it's it's it slipped below the 8MA line yesterday. And it's 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 really in the middle. It's, it's neither here nor there. I don't recall whether I've exited it or not. Uh, it's, I know it's, it's quite stupid of me to not remember, but uh, that that's just how it is. So I don't, I don't really remember whether I've exited it or not. But, you know, the level that I previously mentioned was between 63 to 65, it should ideally hold. And, you know, that, that really makes it a good case for exiting and not exiting both. Because during the day, while it did hold that 63 level, it is not really at a point where you can decisively say whether it will go up or down. I mean, sure, it has a base at this level. Sure, this is where... Uh, you know, we saw some big moves happening approximately at this level. So ideally that this should also be a support. And sure, we have some news related to Yes Bank, which is that the final remaining 0.8% of uh, the stake was sold by Rana Kapoor and some other companies. I'm sorry, I don't remember the name, uh, but you know, that that was finally sold. So as I looked at it on Economic Times, the headline was the diamonds have been sold. Which is which is funny if you know the statement made by Rana Kapoor, so uh, you know that 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 just might have been the reason why we saw uh, yes bank just falling and then recovering and then then just doing all sorts of crazy things uh, because you know such such massive uh, such massive quantities were being offloaded. I bet if I look at yes banks uh, you know volumes, I'll see a massive figure. Not really. Well, oh yeah, absolutely. So the volume was just ridiculous. Uh, it, it was half of uh, Nifty Bank's volume. Nifty Bank's total volume, half of it was Yes Bank. So that, that's ridiculous. That's probably why we saw this happening. And, uh, you know, if you would have bought uh, Yes Bank today, you never know. You probably bought Rana Kapoor's stake. So how cool is that? You should probably say that, right? Uh, jokes apart. Uh, the next loser for Bank Nifty was ICICI Bank down 0.97%, closing at 493.50. The day's high was 502, which is good. It did attempt that level, but it was unable to sustain. So, the another, well, the good thing is that it still got 8MA support. So, it's probably just retracing from that all-time high, checking if it's got support at lower levels. And if not, then it'll just continue falling and retracing. So... Uh, that's it as far as ICICI Bank is concerned. Now we'll come to my trades. Before jumping into my day's trades, I just want to confirm that no, uh, I have not exited Yes Bank. I, I just checked my uh, positions and my holdings, and I, I still I'm still holding on to it. So uh, you know, it, it sucks that I was not prepared for this, but uh, by prepared for this, and by this I mean you know this episode. 
but I'm still holding on to it. And the reason is because I'm going to respect that 63 to 65 level that I had mentioned in my podcast. So, uh, yeah, I'm still holding on to it. Coming to my trades though, TCS future that I'd taken yesterday, I have exited it. And, uh, you know, the main reason for that is because I, I just I just could not make sense of holding TCS future uh, when it's it hasn't really performed that great. And it does not look that promising. I mean, if if when when I was looking at uh, uh, you know the 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 chart pattern of TCS where where it is on the daily chart, when I was looking at uh, just how it appears and how it's moving, it did not inspire a lot of confidence. So purely because of that reason, I decided to exit it. I did take a big hit, so. Uh, that hit was I'm just calculating the ROI as we speak and uh, you know it's I generally don't 17.44% down so I, I took a negative 17.44% ROI on TCS future but that is all right and I'm, I'm completely confident that I'll uh, you know make up for that very soon so it really doesn't matter again you know re- when you're talking about decisions like these you really need to make uh, a call based on whether you want to protect your capital and whether you want to get into that amount of risk because you know it might so happen that tcs goes into upper circuit tomorrow obviously an exaggeration but it might so happen that it just breaches that 2200 level tomorrow really nothing stopping it but where it's at i just can't take the risk of it going down further by 50 points so uh, you know that that's something that that risk reward decision always has to be taken and uh, you know that was the basis on why I took uh, you know that decision of exiting my TCS position so yeah I mean sometimes you just have to accept that loss man and that's all right the next trade that I took was indigo and uh, <coughs> this trade was this trade was mainly experimental I'll be honest and this was purely taken on the basis of chart pattern and the candlestick pattern that was happening. And uh, if, if it, it's basically, uh, you know, the negative candle sort of narrowing down, indicating a reducing selling pressure. And that is why I thought that, hey, you know, let's just take uh, let's just take a quick trade into it, because in the past, this has worked for uh, a lot of stocks. So I, I was like, hey, let's experiment. And it did work. It's just that, you know, seven, eight rupees up is really not something that I was hoping. So I was like, hey, it's, it looks still, it looks promising. Let's hold on to it. Did not work. I ended up in just a very minor negative. I don't even, I bet it's it's below like 0.05% or something. It's a very small amount. So uh, it doesn't really matter. I bet my day's brokerage was uh, more than the loss I incurred on Indigo. So it's that small an amount, but it was an experimental trade because I wanted to see whether that uh, you know that that trade basis works it does work but you as always uh, you really need to have a very strong exit strategy in place so uh, that was it for my day's trades i ended up getting into infosys also because it looks more promising than in uh, than tcs on the daily chart so i've taken it as a swing trade again i'll let you know uh, the roi either way wherever it goes so yeah And with that, I'm going to be signing off from this episode, going to square it off real quick. 
hopefully getting a positive ROI and a positive ROI for me with these episodes is if you if you you know got to learn something new if you liked it if you enjoyed it if you found it insightful that is all that i really care about uh, and of course you know uh, just documenting whatever my analysis is and all those things that's obviously the case but more importantly i hope that this was insightful i hope that you liked it as always any feedback you have share it on at markets with kr on twitter at indian markets with kr on instagram and any other platform you can find me on again since i have uh, you know reduced my social media thing my social media exposure uh, i if if you message me on a personal profile i probably won't reply because i won't be seeing that profile but uh, you know if if you message me on indian markets with kr any profile i will most likely reply So yeah I I hope this was uh, informative see you later